everyone, and welcome to another beer review. <laughs> I've been trying to do this video for the last 20 minutes. Uh, came in, got everything set up, ready to start, and then the local church decided to start firing up the bells for fucking the next 20 minutes. That's <laughs> unbelievable, seriously. <laughs> I thought, well, I'm not going to subject you to that, so I thought, right, I'll just wait. <laughs> so I've been waiting for the bells to finally stop. Which makes a change from car exhaust, but yeah, Jesus God. Seriously. <laughs> right, today we're back on the Czech series. But the last beer we did was Gambrinus, and it was a light pale lager, and with an IBU of roughly about 24. So we're going to do the other end of the scale of, again, a pale lager. Again, it's from the same kind of brewing company, although it is brewed in a different brewery. Um, so it's, and uh, now, if I remember rightly, this beer is brewed in the region of Morovia. And it uses three hops that are kind of more native and grown in the Morovia region. But one of the things about this, if you know anything about Czech beers, or maybe if you don't, I'll, I'll let you know, that uh, out of the kind of, kind of what we call Czech laggers, the Czech laggers are usually, um, this is the kind of, uh, the kind of one with the most, most bitterness. So Radigast usually has kind of, it's based on its hops, it doesn't use size, it's based on its hops and it's usually a bit more hoppier and a bit more bitterness than all the other kind of laggers. Now this one has, which is a Radigast 12 that we're actually doing, uh, brewed in Morovia. Put my glasses up, glasses, oh, glasses keep slipping down when I do this, I don't know why, drives you at the wall. Right, anyway, so uh, this one has an IBU of 30. So the last one we did was 24, which is less hoppy, but more sweeter. It's one of the sweeter ones. But strangely enough, if you look at Budweiser Budvar, it only has an IBU of 22. So it's 22. This is 30. The Gambrinus was 24. If you take it as a kind of... A check pose and this should be roughly between 34 and 37, but on average around about 35, 36. But if you take Pilsner or Kel, it's up to about 40. So you can see the, how the kind of range works. And one of the ones that's actually lower down is actually Budweiser Budvar at 22, which is quite funny because they thought they would try and kind of improve their standing by taking on Pilsner or Kel by actually creating a beer that had an IBU of 33. So they brought that out and called it Budvar 33, which got... Oh, Jesus, the fuck hangs are off again. Seriously, what time is Fucking bells. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, somebody out there doesn't like me. And it's justified. <laughs> Fucking bells. Seriously, I'm sitting here like quasi-fucking-modo. Anyway, but yeah. 
but they brought out the Budva 33, which was kind of okay received. It, it did okay, but nowhere near as what they were expecting because people were kind of looking at it thinking, well, it's okay. It's, it's better than the Budva. It's okay. But why would I be paying the kind of similar money for a copy? And not a particularly good copy, but still a copy. Whereas I can pay this kind of same money and actually have the original, which is Pilsner Arkell. So it kind of fell flat in its arse. There you go. Um, which I'll expand more with Budweiser Budvar, but that, that's one of the little kind of stories in relation to IBU. So but they're all going to be the Saz Hops, Saz Hops, Saz Hops. Well, the kind of original doesn't really actually have much of an IBU, so the kind of uh, the ratio um, coming of the bitterness of the Budweiser Budvar is actually quite low to the point it's actually brought out a specific beer to actually have a higher IBU rating, and even then it just wasn't particularly well received. It was like do something for yourself instead of trying to copy everyone else. You know, it's like that type of scenario. So, um, there you go. But this is a more hoppier version. This is kind of more of the other end of the scale in relation to Czech laggers. We're not talking about Pilsner. This is not trying to be a Pilsner or that type of stuff. It is just a, basically a pale lager. And uh, this cost £1.99, 500ml, and it's 5.1%, so it is. And because it's a 12, like I told you, on the Plato scale, it's a 12, so it will have... It's supposed to should be um, more robust, so it should be. It should have a bit more of a body to it. And uh, just a little bit more about it, because of it's had a, a higher... Uh, basically, uh, fermenta fermentation media in the in the wort basically so it's uh it's got a higher um ratio of fermentable material so there we go i'm just trying to think is there any more information on there it's not uh no it's just looking what's it got Anything. It says it has been pasteurized, so it's not unpasteurized. Um, what was it got? The main hops is Sladdy, um, and you've got Jamel as well. Um, anything else? Not really seeing anything else now. I'm just kind of just kind of read and see if there's anything else I'm going to miss. But yes, but this is still a, a, a very popular beer. So what we'll do is we'll get it cracked open. It's cold tonight, so this is a bit cold, a bit chilly. At least them bloody bells are stopped. Fucking unbelievable. Seriously. Right, so let's get this poured. I can smell a, a completely different smell. I'm starting to get wafts of of hops, so there. Now, for the people on the podcast, uh, for the people on the podcast, it's it's quite a lively kind of uh, carbonation, as you can probably see. If not, hopefully, um, smell wise, there is a there is quite a distinct smell of malt and green. There's a 
they are getting a bit more hoppiness on there a little bit more kind of cardboard smell you know with damp cardboard so you are and the head is different as you can see it's not as tight as it was like say in the, in the gambariness so it's uh but yeah it does smell more hoppy so it does but as you can see it's dissipating quite quickly so it's quite a different beast from what we did earlier but let's see what it tastes like yeah it's a very different beast there is more of a bitterness um in the aftertaste so it is it's uh it's obviously I, I would say it's kind of sessionable but i wouldn't say it's as sessionable as easy drinking as the last one but as just to kind of put you on this because maybe if you're not such a a Czech beer drinker. If you look at it, on average, if you look at it, uh, a German Pilsner, their IBUs are usually between kind of 28 to 32, averaging out around about kind of 29, 30. So again, their kind of IBU kind of rating is basically almost bang on what this is. But their Pilsners, this isn't. So you can see the big difference is that although the Germans do have a bit of bitterness to the Pilsners, they're not to the level of what you get from Czech Pilsners. But again, none of the beers in the Czech Republic would call themselves Pilsners because they basically leave that kind of monocle for Pilsner or Kell. You see, so, but yeah. God, it is a different beast. So it is. But I like the bitterness. Because I'm a bit of a more bitter person, you see. <laughs> so my wife keeps telling me, anyway, yeah, I got a bitter bugger, so yeah. Um, but yes, there is. Uh, it has the bitterness, but what it doesn't, it doesn't have any kind of lingering. You expect it with the bitterness, you're going to have a bit, bit of more of a lingering aftertaste. It doesn't, it's still kind of quite a clean finish, even though there's a lot more bitterness in the aftertaste. And there's some nice bitter tones in the mid-tongue as well. It just, overall, is a different beast. Mouthfeel, it's not as uh, smooth as uh, Gambrinus, but it's still got quite a nice mouthfeel. And uh, still, as you can see, quite a lively beer and everything else. And overall, it's actually just quite nice, quite pleasant. So it is. But it just shows you, because people think you think they would check lager. And I think they all expect them to taste the same, and they don't. But yeah, this does taste... probably a bit more mature to be totally honest there's a there is more body to it there is a bit more robustness to it um and with the hops and everything else it does really does give you a kind of a different beer and even though it's the same company that's bringing both of these beers but it's nice to see 
that they're not just churning out the same crap or kind of uh, brewing the same kind of base beer and then just kind of doctoring it in any kind of uh, conditioning and things like that um, which we get with a lot of kind of big conglomerate brewers that they do they always kind of uh, make a base beer and then basically adulterate it to give it whatever kind of flavour profile to suit whatever brand or type of beer they're trying to kind of produce but yeah there is quite a different beer but yeah it's a different kind of kettle of fish from my point of view because the last one is just an easy drinking beer um you can have with food get wired in enjoy and everything else this one i would i wouldn't want it with food because of the bitterness and everything else i don't think that the bitterness um will go so well with the food what i would say would be it's more enjoyable by itself and just kind of enjoying the kind of different kind of flavour profiles and also because of it I mean there's a good malt level there to it but there's also quite a good bit of body there as well again for a lager you wouldn't expect that going by what we're used to from the likes of uh, kind of more British and American style kind of lagers but if you compare it to the Germans I would say the Marzan kind of uh, beers are kind of similar to this they're kind of similar kind of body wise not really the same in flavour because this actually um, has kind of more kind of bitterness to it um, and just have a little bit more of an edge to it than a Marzan would be I would say a Marzan is actually more easy drinkable than this which again just <sighs> The thing is, though, it's they get the body. It's one of the things with the Czech beers is with the lagers, they get the body and they get the malt right. They really do. But without losing the kind of uh, lager attributes. I mean, if you're basically up at the malt and trying to bring body and everything else, you've got to watch because it can slightly go slightly alish on you and start giving you slightly kind of ale tones. And you start losing that crispness and that kind of lager kind of uh, typical feel. A good example is your checkmates. I mean, I just felt it was like a, a purely brewed ale rather than a lager. Whereas there's no kind of uh, mistaking this. It's a lager, very clear. But it has kind of slightly more unique kind of uh, flavours and kind of feel to it. But yeah, overall, I could tie this as well. Um, and remember, I am not really a lager drinker. And uh, maybe people don't believe me or whatever, I don't know. But I do prefer ales. I like ales and I like the body that ales give. I like the mouthfeel. I like that kind of lingering bitterness you get with ales because I do like bitter. Um, and yeah, there's just something about ale that... I like that punch of flavour that you get with ales whether it's an amber ale or a brown ale or a bitter or a porter or a stout I just like ales and I think because I like that kind of style and that kind of flavour punch that that's one of the reasons why I, I 
like lagers, I can drink lagers, not a problem, but they're never going to be my first choice. If I've been, even when I was telling you about drinking Czech beer in Russia, um, if there was kind of ales available, um, then I'd probably go for an ale, to be totally honest. Um, unless it's a really hot day and things like that, then yes, I would probably go down the lager route just because it's a bit lighter. But even then, like I've said before, a good option to a lager is maybe a golden ale. And I would be totally honest, I'd probably rather have a golden ale than a lager, um, just because it's got a little bit more of a mouthfeel and flavour punch that you're just not quite getting with laggers. So this is probably more up my street because as a lager, it does have a lot, lot more flavour and a bit more of a punch to it. But again, it's not like a nail. It's still like a lager. So, um, but yeah, I don't mind laggers, but I am a, more of a nail person. And uh, although I'd say that though, if it came down to, um, there was a choice of kind of, some of the crazy ales that you get from uh, Brewdog and all these type of things, you need these wonderful concoctions. Or, like, say, a British mainstream piss water lager, then uh, I'd probably go for a bottle of water or a cup of coffee or something like that, or a cup of tea. Because uh, that type of thing, because I would rather not drink any alcohol on that basis. But uh, obviously, when you're kind of more crazy ales, then I'd rather go for something like this than your kind of daft, stupid ales. But yeah, so let's kind of break the break down the kind of uh, flavours. Starts off, mm, you do get some nice malt, nice bit of grain, and a little bit of sweetness. Not too much sweetness, just a nice light sweetness. But again, like I say, it's, it's amalgamated. You feel that there is a connection with the grain and the malt and that little bit of sweetness. And it does give you a... It just feels as if it's amalgamated, as if like it's really kind of... Uh, been given time to kind of uh, merge to a certain degree. But still be separate enough that you can identify the flavours by themselves there is no real creamy caramel flavour with this one at all no this is a bit more sharper it's a bit of a more sharper end kind of lager so there's a bit more crispness to this and not a kind of a, a creamy caramel that you got with gambrinus so you move on to the kind of a mid tongue and uh, the milk kind of dies down a bit, so does the grain, and the sweetness dies down a bit, which is normal. But that's when you start getting that little bit of pepperiness coming through, and you're also starting getting, um, what do you call it, uh, a kind of bitterness coming through this, right? kind of hoppy bitterness coming in. And uh, it's coming in as little accents, but it's just, just nice as it's just a nice kind of balance right and that mid tongue is just nice because you're sitting in the mid tongue and you feel like I'm drinking a lager but I'm drinking a lager for adults you know it's not a kind of watery pissy kind of thing it's just a and it's not sweet or that just that kind of like a kind of more mature grown up kind of like 
just unbelievable. So I've had the bell. <laughs> now we've got the vehicles back again. So <laughs> normality has resumed. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. But yeah, like I say, it feels more of a kind of grown-up lager. So it does. This, this has a, a bit more maturity, whereas you can see that the Gambrinus 10 original, which is a good starter and quite unique in its own kind of flavours and feel, is more of a session beer and it's very sessionable. I mean, to point it, it's too easy to drink. 4.3%, it's too easy to drink. You can just really rattle them down your, down your neck so easily, which is a danger in itself. Whereas this is 5.1%. But again, there's no chemical kind of uh, fuel to it in any way. Because obviously you can get some beers, a good example. You get certain laggers like Grolsch and 1664 and all that. And of course they have more of a bitter, um, kind of slightly sour chemical kind of finish to them. And, uh, you know, it's just where this is, well, yeah, it's just just nicer. And like I say, just more grown up. As you move on to the kind of aftertaste, you're getting a, a little bit of pepperiness in the aftertaste as well. Just a little kind of drag over. The milk's still there, the green's still there, but the bitterness just kind of ramps up a little bit. But it ramps up quite quickly in the aftertaste. But again, it's not overpowering, it's not sickening, and it doesn't linger. And then they all just kind of slightly just dissipate at the one bit, so it's like very quick and clean finish so you just get a little crescendo of flavours being at the very top is that kind of bitterness really kind of ramping up just as you come into the aftertaste and then it's gone and just everything just dissipates and just finishes very cleanly and uh, I think that also kind of makes it kind of refreshing so it's giving the flavours but nothing's lingering to kind of you could uh, to kind of sicken you or kind of just kind of hold on for too long and just like boom and your palate just kind of clear very very quickly in the mouth and then boom you're ready for another sip and again from that point of view it makes it easier drinking than the flavours would probably kind of uh, you would think would make it because it has that kind of bitterness and a little bit more edge to it you think well this is going to be a, a less kind of sessionable and a bit more difficult to drink um, but it's not just because of how the finish just dissipates so quickly and just clears your palate that it does make it quite easy to go straight back in um, for another swig which as you can see we've been doing quite a lot of so what would I give this out of 10? Well, it is a different beer. It has a bit more of a, a bitterness to it. So it does. It has a bit more of a bitterness to it, and uh, which, of course, I like. But I prefer the lager side of it than the Pilsner side of it. Um, and it's always been like that. A, a good, well-brewed lager, to me, is better than a Pilsner, to a certain degree. Um, and, uh, yeah... What would I give this out of 10? 
Well, for me, this is more suitable than the Gamgenus 10. But I, I liked the Gamgenus 10 and I gave it 6.5. But this, I would give this a bit more, just because it's just got that little bit more robustness to it, which is a 12. It'll be interesting to see what the Gamgenus 12 is going to be like. And we will obviously, I've got extra cans of these and we will basically compare the 12s and we'll compare the 10s and things like that and have them as a two separate groups just to kind of um, look at them more closely but yeah out of 10 I'm going to give this I'm going to give this a 7 I'm going to toy between 7 and 7.5 seven but yeah, I'm going to give this a 7. From a lag of scale and everything else, I'm going to give this a 7. It's, it's nice. It's an easy 7, though. I'll be totally honest. Don't think it's a case of struggling. It's an easy 7. But it is... You can quite easily give it in between 7 and 7.5, in my view. And it's a good one, again, because it's the opposite end of the scale. So we did one that's kind of the more sweeter style. And we've done one now that's a, a lot more kind of bitterness to it, a lot more hoppy. So again, these are two good ones to kind of start with and easy enough to get. Yeah, this is more expensive, but it's also got higher alcohol content. This is 5.1 and it's £1.99, whereas the Gamerian's 10 is 4.3% and that was only £1.59. So again, you know, they're not too far away from each other, but yeah, this just seems to be a bit more about it um, on a kind of more kind of slightly kind of more kind of grown up kind of... Uh, scale but yeah i would definitely recommend both and both are a good kind of a good starter so you can try one end of the scale and you can try another end of the scale and, and see where you're at with that and then of course you can start picking up ones in the kind of middle which of course we will do as well and i will highlight that these are the more kind of middle laggers and things like that so hopefully that might help you um with a bit more of your understanding of uh jake beers and we've got plenty more to come. So thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.